and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Clever Farmer's Daughter. Once upon a time there was a poor farmer who had only a small house and one daughter, but no land. One day the daughter said, I think we should ask the king for a little piece of farming land. When the king learned about their poverty, he gave them a small field, which the farmer and his daughter cleared so they could sow a little wheat and plant some kind of fruit. When they had almost finished their work, they found a mortar of pure gold on the ground. Listen, said the farmer to his daughter, since the king was so gracious as to give us this field, we ought to give him this mortar in return. But the daughter did not agree and said, Father, if we give the mortar without the pestle, then we'll have to find the pestle as well. I think we'd be better off if we kept quiet about the whole thing. However, the farmer did not listen to her. He took the mortar, carried it to the king, and said he had found it on the heath. Now he wanted to offer it to the king in his honor. The king took the mortar and asked the farmer if he had found anything else. No, replied the farmer. Then the king asked him about the pestle and told him to bring it to him. The farmer replied that there was no pestle, but that was like talking to the wind. He was thrown into the prison, where he was to stay until he produced the pestle. The servants brought him bread and water every day, the usual fare in prison, and every day they heard the farmer sighing, Oh, if only I had listened to my daughter! Oh, if only I had listened to my daughter! Finally, the servants went to the king and told him how the prisoner kept crying, Oh, if only I had listened to my daughter, and how he refused to eat and drink. The king ordered the servants to bring the prisoner before him, and he asked the farmer to tell him why he kept sighing, Oh, if only I had listened to my daughter. What did your daughter tell you? She told me not to bring you the mortar, otherwise you'd want to have the pestle as well. If you have such a clever daughter, I want to see her. So she had to appear before the king, who asked her if she really was so clever, and said that he wanted to give her a riddle to solve, and that if she solved it, he would marry her. She replied right away that she would solve it. Then the king said, Come to me, not dressed, not naked, not on horse, not by carriage, not on the road, not off the road, and if you do, I'll marry you. The farmer's daughter went home and got undressed until she was completely naked, so that she was not dressed. Next, she took a large fishnet and wrapped it completely around her so that she was not naked. Then she took some money, leased a donkey, and tied the fishnet to its tail. The donkey had to drag her along so that she neither rode nor drove. And, since the donkey had to drag her along the wagon tracks, only her big toes could touch the ground so that she was neither on the road nor off it. Thus, when he appeared before the king this way, he said she had solved the riddle and had fulfilled all the conditions. He released her father from the prison, took her as his wife, and ordered her to look after all the royal possessions. Now, some years went by, and one day, when the king was out reviewing his troops, a group of farmers happened to stop in front of his castle. They had been selling wood, and some of the wagons were drawn by horses, others by oxen. One of the farmers had three horses, and his mare gave birth to a foal that ran away and lay down between two oxen hitched to another farmer's wagon. When the two farmers came together, they started bickering, throwing things at each other and making a lot of noise. The farmer with the oxen wanted to keep the foal and claimed that the oxen had given birth to it. 
The other said no, his horse had given birth to it, and the foal was his. The quarrel was taken before the king, and he declared that wherever the foal had laid itself down, there it should stay. So the farmer with the oxen got the foal, even though it did not belong to him. The other farmer went away, wept, and grieved over his foal. However, since he had heard that the queen came from a farmer's family, and was compassionate, he went to her and asked whether she could help him get his foal back. Yes, she said, but you must promise not to tell that I've helped you. Now, here's what you have to do. Early tomorrow morning, when the king goes out to review his guard, you're to place yourself in the middle of the road where he has to pass. Bring a large fish net with you and pretend to fish with it. You're to keep fishing and shaking the net out as though it were full. Then the queen also told him what to answer the king when he questioned him. The next day the farmer got up and went fishing on dry land. When the king rode by and saw that, he sent his messenger to ask the foolish man what he was doing. I'm fishing, he replied. When the messenger asked how he could fish without water, the farmer answered, If two oxen can manage to give birth to a foal, then I can manage to catch a fish on dry land. The messenger brought the farmer's answer back to the king, who summoned the farmer and said that he knew the farmer had not thought up the answer himself. The king wanted to know, on the spot, who had helped him with the answer. But the farmer refused to talk and kept repeating, May God help him if he did not think up the answer himself. So they laid him down on a bundle of straw, beat and tortured him until he confessed that he got the idea from the queen. When the king returned home, he said to his wife, Why did you dupe me? I no longer want you for my wife. Your time is up. Go back to the farmhouse where you belong. However, he granted her one last request. She could take the dearest and best thing she could think of with her, and that was to be her parting gift. Very well, dear husband, she said. Your wish is my command. Then she embraced him, kissed him, and asked him to drink to her parting. He agreed, and she ordered a strong sleeping potion. The king took a big swig, but she only drank a little. Soon he fell into a deep sleep, and when she saw that, she called a servant took a beautiful white linen sheet, and wrapped him in it. The servant had to carry him outside and put him into a carriage. Then she drove him to her house and put him to bed. He slept a whole day and night, and when he woke up, he looked around and said, My God, where am I? He called his servants, but nobody came. Finally, his wife came to the bed and said, Dear king, you ordered me to take the dearest and best thing with me from the castle. Since you are the dearest and best thing I know, I took you with me. Tears began to well up in the king's eyes, and he said, Dear wife, you shall be mine, and I shall be yours forever. Then he took her back with him to the royal castle and married her again. And I'm sure that they are still living together, even today. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Sipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, 
Would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you.